0: Hello and welcome to Legally Bond, a podcast presented by the law firm Bond-Shenik and King. I'm your host, Kim Wolf price On today's episode, which we are recording in the same room for the first time, we'll be talking with Sarah Wheeler, a real property associate in our Buffalo office. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks. Happy to be here.
0: All right. We're glad you could join us and and, uh, to join us in this experiment of recording side by side, which is kind of fun. So thank you. So I want to talk about your practice overall and your journey to bond and real estate law. I'd also like to talk about your leadership roles while in law school and why building that habit of engagement in law school, or at least early in your legal career, is important, and then how you're involved now. So are you game to discuss those topics? With you, anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. So we, maybe we should let people know I've known you more than just a couple minutes. This is true. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> all right. So before we get into all of that, I think our listeners really appreciate getting to know those people who are speaking on the podcast. So would you mind taking a few minutes telling us a little bit about your background?
1: So I grew up in New England, specifically in New Hampshire. So I do consider myself a true New Englander in every sense of the word. That being said, my family decided when I was in high school to move a true New Englander to Yankee and Giants territory. So I moved. Well, to you Binghamton. moved somewhere else now. Yes. But okay.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but that's a tough time to move, too, Sarah. It was my sister moved when she was a senior, so I didn't complain because I was a sophomore.
0: Okay. And you moved to Binghamton,
1: New York? Yes. All right. So where did you go to law school? Undergrad? I had the opportunity to go to Marywood University, which is a small liberal arts school in Scranton, Pennsylvania, home of the office, for both my undergrad and graduate degrees. And then I went to Syracuse University College of Law, where we met for law school.
0: Very good. All right. So what were you involved
1: with when you were in law school, when you were at Syracuse Law? I was actually the Student Bar Association president my 3L year, so a little bit of everything.
0: That is true, if I recall correctly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. So you clerked right after law school. Can you talk a little bit about
1: that? Yeah. I had um, a great opportunity to clerk with, I'll give a shout out to Judge James A. Gibbons of the Lackawanna County Court of Common Pleas. Uh, He's who I did my clerkship with, and it was a fantastic experience. I did everything from medical malpractice to homicide and everything in between, which was a great experience because out of law school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And the best opportunity for me was to dive right into everything. So the Court of Common Pleas, if we're
0: talking about the Pennsylvania court system, that's the trial level court. Correct. Yes. Court of First Appearance. Very good. Okay. Oh, the court that sometimes can get appealed. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just once or twice. Just sometimes that happens. <laughs> sometimes that happens. All right. So you started out. That's what you did after
1: law school. How did you get to bond? So I also clerked when I was in law school. I clerked in the Northern District with Judge Flynn T. Sotheby. And my co-clerk is actually an attorney at bond, Elizabeth Morgan. And when I was done with my clerkship and ready to move on from where I was, she... Encouraged me to apply for this current position that I have right now. Very good. Well, we'll have to shout out to
0: uh, Liz Morgan then. That was yes. a good idea. <laughs> so, what was the clerkship experience like, both you know, in law
1: school and then the postgrad full-time clerkship? I loved being able to get an inside view of the court from behind the bench. So it's not right. just what the attorneys are arguing; it's also getting inside what a judge looks at. And I found that really important. And both judges gave me the opportunity to understand why they were making the decisions they were making, which I brought in my current practice. I was going to say, that's got to help you in practice. Yes, definitely. Yeah. How do you think that helps? Just being able to take an objective viewpoint, because when you're a plaintiff or defendant, you're not taking that viewpoint, but you have to, as a clerk, first present the law and then the argument. So
0: lawyers, if you're hiring someone as a plaintiff or a defendant, they're your advocate. But when you're clerking... It's the decision maker. Yes. So that's a different way. Was it hard to pivot from that at all going into practice?
1: Yes, and I was ready for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were ready to take a side. Yes. <laughs> Pick a side, any side. Pick a side. All right, so you went to so you grew up in New England, went to law school in Syracuse, clerked in Pennsylvania, and now you're born in Buffalo. So lucky for us that you made your pathway here. Yeah, and I'm happy to be here. I'm gonna say that just we need to say, a true New Englander in Buffalo, <laughs>
1: New York. There may be a conflict there, not related to law, but football. I did advise everyone when I applied that I am a New England fan. Okay. So I did put that out the open. So you were honest about it, and see, they liked you that much. They hired me anyways. I love it. That's
0: great. All right. So you mentioned this. um, So you were... You act, did you extern for the federal
1: judge? Yes, I did. Yeah. And an externship
0: is the four-credit program? Exactly. Yep. I say this as if I don't know what that is. Yeah, as the of... program administrator, I'm sure you have no idea what <laughs> I that was. No <laughs> right, so you did that. You held leadership roles such as the Student Bar Association president, which you mentioned.
1: Why were those types of activities important to you when you were in law school? I was very active in undergrad, and I found it gave me an opportunity to get people in a room that I don't normally have the opportunity to talk with, and develop those relationships and also to do something aside from go to work and go home right. and do something good. And I, like, I liked that opportunity and I thought that I should continue that in law school. I think you were pretty engaged and
0: tireless in uh, working on projects in a very good way. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. I definitely tried. So I think you don't like to take too much time off. No, what is time off? (laughs) (laughs) I do not understand this phrase. (laughs) So what do you think you learned from those leadership roles that you served in that kind of helps you in your professional life?
1: Well, I can think on numerous occasions when I was Bar Association president that both the administration and the students were hoping to achieve the same goal and the same end, but they were talking in completely different terms. And so learning how to be an active listener makes you an effective advocate and honestly, I think it's probably more important than being an effective orator. You have to understand the argument before you can make it. And so I thought that that was something that I learned and continue to use today. That's so true. If you're not listening
0: as, a, as an attorney, you're not getting the whole story. No, and you need the whole story. You need The whole story. (laughs) That is true. All right. So I mentioned early that you practiced in the real property group here or a property department. So we've had Kevin Pohl on the podcast who talked about real estate transactional work and Kevin Bernstein about environmental work. Both of those are under the property department umbrella, but can you talk about the type of work you do as
1: an associate
0: in the property department?
1: I do a little bit of everything. Uh, I like to call myself a dirt lawyer because if it touches hey, property dirt, <laughs> I'm involved in it. So I do, because property and dirt touches businesses, touches labor issues, environmental law, I interact with all of those types of attorneys within the firm.
0: Very cool. All right. So you did a little bit of real estate work, maybe on the individual side, the um, residential real estate, right? Yes. Before bond? Yep. Can you talk a little bit about how that might be a little
1: bit different or do you do some of that here? Yeah. So I worked at a boutique law firm in Williamsville doing residential real estate. It's the same as commercial, but commercial is on a bigger scale and you're interacting with more sophisticated companies rather than individuals buying their first home who are so nervous and I want to help them have a great experience. But so the same principles apply. There's still the abstract of title, the survey, but it's on a different level. Right. And it seems like
0: probably a little bit more complicated at times if it's commercial, A lot of more parties, more interests. Yes.
1: A little bit more money. Which sometimes, yeah. Which people uh-huh. tend to care about. Who no, knows. Yes, <laughs> not our Naples office.
0: I think sometimes those houses are just... But anyway, yes, right. <laughs> people get really upset when it's more money sometimes. Yeah. But it is personal. I think, you know, when it's your house, when you're trying to buy a home and things get delayed. So those folks are also and, interested in you moving along in a timely
1: fashion. And it was something to keep in mind, too, was that it was always about where someone was going to put their head at night. I got to go home and have a bed. But it for them, it was literally where they were putting their head. So the urgency translates to commercial, not the same, but it's definitely there.
0: Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And as we're talking about this, you know, it occurs to me that generally in real estate work, clients are trying to achieve a goal, right? A business goal or a personal purchase. That seems a little less adversarial than say litigation. Is that something that drew
1: you to the work after clerking? I was ready for it. Um, I saw the opportunity to do real estate and property as a touchstone. So I didn't necessarily out of law school want to do property work, but I saw that it touches on so many different things. So I would get the opportunity to work with many different attorneys, many different practice areas. And it's about problem solving, isn't it? Yes. I'm 100% about problem solving.
0: I think that's my favorite part about lawyering.
1: Yes. And drafting the solution which is could range from title issues that are easy to take care of, such as a recent mortgage or three previous owners ago had an issue that we have to take care of. And it's all about crafting so that the title company will accept my ultimate goal, which is my clients. That's right. There could be some mortgage that was never um, properly taken care of. Or an owner who passed away about three generations ago that's still on title and you have to take care of it. That's right. You end up having to... to Clean that up a little. Yeah, bit. just a little sweeping. A little sweeping
0: of the dirt. <laughs> of the dirt. <laughs> okay. All right. So well, you kind of touched on this, but did you see
1: yourself in real estate work when you were in law school? I did not. When I was heading out of law school, I had no idea what I wanted to do, aside from be a lawyer. And there are so many different types. In law school they teach you how to law. They don't tell you like teach you how, what practice you want. And I was involved in about everything in law school. So how do you pick one thing? I love to learn. How do I decide which one to choose? And so through clerking, I led me to here.
0: Very good. All right. And you're right. Law school doesn't really even teach you how to lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a (laughs) fair statement, right? Teach you how to think like a lawyer. Yes. Yes. Which is evident. Yes. From both sides. So, all right, or so 17. 17 cents, whatever. <laughs> yes, exactly. What rents can be thrown into this and how could that change the problem? So what are some of the things that you like about the practice in
1: real estate and property? The opportunity to work with uh, many different people in many different bond offices. So I'm working with attorneys in Albany, attorneys in Syracuse, and everywhere in between, which is not something that I anticipate, which is something I really enjoy. Yeah. And you said earlier
0: that you also get to touch a variety of practice areas or at least working with people from all of our different departments or practice areas. Exactly, right. yeah. That's kinda of cool. I mean it's that's the nice thing about a firm with, you know, nearly three hundred lawyers. Wow. Is yeah. it's um, there's a lot of variety Everyone has
1: a dirt problem.
0: Everyone has a dirt problem. I find that my dirt problem usually comes with a water problem, but that's another story out Do you have um, an example of some of the things you like
1: about your practice? Yeah. So I'm currently assisting uh, in a renewable energy transmission project, which when you hear that, you don't think property law. You think environmental. But that's not the case. I'm reviewing option agreements, lease agreements, easements, mm-hmm. drafting each to meet the needs of our client and the agreements they made with the landowners.
0: That's really cool. I mean, any of those... Any development needs a real estate attorney. Yes, <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. Um, all right. So at Bond, you've mentioned this, you work with attorneys, not only in Buffalo, but all of the other offices. And we have a lot of attorneys who are dual licensed. Are you working with anyone even in our Florida office?
1: Yes, I am. I'm working on a project right now with an attorney in Albany, Syracuse, and Florida. And it's a great opportunity because the knowledge that each of them brings to the table is fantastic. That's that's great. I'd love to hear that. I, of course, i
0: love to hear it. You know, it's just the whole
1: attorney professional <laughs> yeah. development,
0: yada, yada, long title. Um, so, but I, I think it's great. And, you know, when we, tell, when we bring associates in, particularly if they're laterals, we tell them that's how the firm is. So I like to see when it really plays out for people and they get to experience that. Pretty early on. Um, So you haven't been with us a year yet, have you? No, it'll be a year at the end of April. That's fantastic. Okay. All right, good. So we mentioned this, but Buffalo isn't your hometown. But it really seems to me like it's a place that you've come to appreciate. Do
1: you have some high points of uh, Buffalo, New York? I won't mention any sport-related activities, but the Buffalo gives me that big city vibe, such as, I hate to say, Boston, but it, it has the small-town, caring feel to it. There's a reason why they call it the City of Good Neighbors.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. I know, um, and I have to say, as someone who did not have a sports team, people have heard it before, but I've been so involved with this office now, I'm like... I- I hate to say this sitting next to you here, but I literally watch Bills games now. I don't know what's happening to me. (laughs) I mean, it's. Everyone's allowed one floor. It's (laughs) infectious. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, It's infectious out here, though. I don't know. Yeah, Um, it's definitely in the water. It's definitely in the water. All right. So, as I mentioned, you were involved during law school. What is it about getting involved that's important to you?
1: Let's face it, I am where I am because people sacrificed for me, they believed in me, and they advocated for me. And I don't take that for granted. And so if that means being involved in a variety of things, that's what I want to do. So, for instance, I am a Make-A-Wish grantor.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. With
1: Make-A-Wish, a yeah. cause near and dear to my heart. And I was recently elected to the board of the YWCA of Western New York.
0: That's great. So that's um, Make-A-Wish for Western New York as well? Yes, that's fantastic. It's a great organization, one that I was involved with years ago out in the Capital District of New York, and it's
1: just really pretty amazing. Yeah, and they help so many people, and it's or so many children, and just to be able to escape when you're a parent or a sibling. That's it is the memories are
0: really it's very impactful and you're also working and you're engaged here at bond i hear you're going to be a summer coordinator for your office yes i
1: am i'm excited about that yeah
0: that's cool so the summer coordinator role you work with our um summer law clerks when
1: they're here right yes and act as another advocate and make sure they're getting what they need and i'm going to push for inner office work so if they need work and buffalo has it i'll give that but also hey there's someone in albany that may be able to give you some work Try that just to get in used to at the at the get go working with other offices. That's
0: fantastic. That's right. It's one firm, one bond. So exactly, it's good to do that. All right. Well, I appreciate you know having known you since maybe your first day of law school or something. Like yeah, that. something like that. Something along <laughs> those lines. Um, that you've kept up that engagement in the community, in the firm, and it goes a long way to your success. So it's really I'm glad you're here, and it's
1: great to see you still involved. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I really am enjoying my time. Fantastic. All right. Well,
0: thanks, Sarah, for taking the time to join us on the podcast today. Um, I'm excited to get to call you a colleague now. And it was great to speak with you as always. Hope you can join us back for a future episode. I will be here. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Legally Bond. If you're listening and have any questions for me, want to hear from someone at the firm, or have a suggestion for a future topic, please email us at legallybond at bsk.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Legally Bond wherever podcasts are downloaded. Until our next talk, be well.
1: Bond, Shennick, and King has prepared this communication to present only general information. This is not intended as legal advice, nor should you consider it as such. You should not act or decline to act based upon the contents. While we try to make sure that the information is complete and accurate, laws can change quickly. You should always formally engage a lawyer of your choosing before taking actions which have legal consequences. For information about our communication, firm, practice areas, and attorneys, visit our website, bsk.com. This is Attorney Advertising.